1: Give online in our mobile app, or text the word "giving" to five nine seven six nine. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
0: We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Lift your bibles out. Let's make our confession of I'm lifting my phone because that's why I've got the Harvest mobile app. I can't wait to get into this word. This thing was so good to me. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we say, have your way in the experience today. Move by your spirit. Lord, we're open and we're ready to receive. Can I get everybody to just say the Lord, I'm open and I'm ready to receive. Say, speak to me with clarity. Say, speak to me with power. Say, I need to hear from you. I need everybody to say this like a big army in this building and online. Say, your will be done in my life right now in Jesus' name. Guys, can we release one more great praise right there? So Bishop, why do you keep having us to release a praise? Why? Because the scripture makes it clear that praise is a weapon. And whenever you're going into any type of a battle, whenever you're trying to take any type of territory, you need to let the spirit do the most of the fighting for you. And so I need some of you watch this. I know that you're smart. I know that you're educated. And I know, watch this, for some of y'all, you used to fight in the street. But I need you to learn how to use your spiritual weapons. And so when I say release a praise, I'm not just saying do that to make noise. I'm saying shoot out some shots. I'm saying get some stuff cleared out for you in the realm of the spirit. So on the count of three, I want everybody to release a great praise before we get into this word. Because I believe the praise that you release is going to give you some progress. One, two, three, go. Come on, 915. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Shut up. So now let's move in this thing. We are in week four of our series, All Things New. And here it is. We all get to come to God as we are. That's good news. God did not have any prerequisites for how you came to him. That means God did not look at you and say, you can't come to me until you look this way, until you act this way, until you talk this way. He said, you, didn't have, you don't have to wait to come to me until you stop doing this, until you stop doing that. The beauty of God is that we get to come to God just as we are. Well, watch me, so that God can change who we are and not manage who we were. I'm going to back it up so that you get it. When we come to God, what many Christians do is they simply slap on a WWJD on their existing life, not understanding that God is not interested in rehabilitating the old you. God is interested in making all things new, which means I come as I am so he can change who I am and not manage who I was. I need you to lay your hand on yourself, say, I'm not who I was any longer. Yeah, I need you to stop, watch this, even identifying yourself by what you used to be, what you used to do, who you used to hang out with. Stop saying I'm just a this, 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 and this. No, if any man be in Christ, come on, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And we looked at that in 2 Corinthians 5:17. Say the new has come. Talk to me like an army, y'all. Say the new has come. But check this out. Part of the old that's passed away is your attitude. Because like a plane, your attitude determines your altitude. I'm going to say it again. Your attitude determines your altitude. Have you ever noticed that the people at the top aren't the most talented? (laughs) Have you ever noticed that the people who often succeed, your skill exceeds theirs but their attitude quality exceeds yours? Oh, y'all just missed what I just said about that. I need you not to get offended with it. I just need you to let the truth do what the truth does. See, sometimes you get mad when you see other people having great experiences, and you begin to question God and say, God, why isn't it happening for me? And it's because you think that God qualifies based off of talent, gift, skill, or ability. No. God says, I'm looking at your attitude, and your attitude is automatically determining your altitude. So let's look at it. Your attitude is your settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, and it's reflected in your behavior question how do you do what you do because that's your attitude if you always have to be pulled you have watch this a lazy attitude y'all ain't gonna talk to me if people always have to pump you up to get you to do what you say you want to do then what you have is an unmotivated attitude but i need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that's got a godly attitude come on and even if you don't right now we're about to call things that be not as though they were i need you to say this say i have the attitude of god What's his attitude? He's a problem solver. He gets things done. When he went to Lazarus, watch this. Lazarus, whom he loved, and he was dead. The Bible says Jesus wept, and then watch his attitude go in the motion. Jesus says, watch this. Lazarus, come forth. Check it out. His attitude was, any problem I face, I got this. And I need you to have that same attitude about your life. Any problem I face, I've got this. It's your settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, and it's always reflected or seen in your behavior. How do you act? Have you ever heard someone say something, but their face didn't get the message? Some of y'all's facial expressions right now don't have the message that you love the Lord. I need you to make your face, watch this, fit what it is you say you believe. Could you imagine some? Could you imagine getting married, and while you're standing at the, while you're standing, get married to somebody? They're saying they vows, and they're saying what attitude? <laughs> you better be crying. You better fake cry. <laughs> get some water, put it up under your eyes, because if you got an attitude, I listen. This whole thing, I'll shut it down. <laughs> could y'all imagine that? Like, you're supposed to be happy about making vows, and you sitting up here, got an attitude. To have in the hole. I'm gonna need that hand up off your hip, and when I dip, you dip, we dip. Look at your neighbor and say, what's your attitude, what's your attitude? You ever met somebody with a negative attitude? If you haven't met anyone, you're the one we met. You ever met somebody, watch this, with a victim attitude? Everything that happens to them, they're the victim. Nothing is ever their fault. Nothing is ever them. It's always mama did this, daddy did this, cousin did this, Bush and them did this, Dolly and them did this. Who are these people? These are just random names. If they fit you, where are them? Say attitude attitude is reflected in behavior. So here's the issue. See, watch this. You ready for this? Your body language can't lie. Ooh. Ooh, y'all ready for this? Cause see, some of y'all listen to people's words, but you don't watch how they walk. Mm. You listen to their talk, you don't listen to their walk, and their walk is revealing their attitude. Come on, y'all. Some of you end up getting hoodwinked and bamboozled by people. And the reality is, is that's because you believe their words. You didn't watch their ways. Let's talk. Somebody holler attitude. Attitude. How do you do what you do? So your attitude determines your altitude. Altitude is the height of something above ground level or sea level. All right. Now, if you're over the sea, sea level, over ground, ground level. It's your altitude. Now, here's what's amazing. Planes represent life. What do you mean by that? When your attitude is wrong, decline is not instant. It's over time. See, when a plane, watch this, when its altitude is dropping, a plane doesn't just go from here, boom. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. A plane glides into its decline. I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this. One of the most exciting parts of a plane ride for me is when they say we're, getting, uh, we're preparing our initial ascent into whatever city I'm going into because I am ready to get up off the plane. I know some of y'all just love riding on planes. You love the pillows. You love the, 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 the windows. You love all of that. You love the, the little stroop waffle and all that. I know you love it. Me on the other hand, I see this as a two hour delay as to what I could have been doing. It's just me. I'm like, God, dog, it's two hours. I mean, Jesus. Take a nap. I don't want to take a nap. I'm surrounded by folk I don't know. I don't want to take a nap. I need to stay awake so I can see what's going on. Bible says, stay awake, stay woke. Touch your neighbor, say, stay woke, stay woke. Mm -mm. And I hold my stuff, listen, with a vengeance. I I got my phone right here in my hand. You fell asleep on a plane, you wake up with your phone in your hand, your phone all greasy and sweaty. Don't look at me like that. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My favorite part is when they say we're beginning our initial descent. What is it saying? We're dropping our altitude to get to where we're going. Check this out. Your life reflects that same thing. When your attitude is wrong, your life begins to decline over time. You didn't just become sloppy. You've been on this sloppy path. You didn't become, ooh, let's go here, disloyal. It's been happening over time. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You didn't start looking at the grass on the other side and not tending your own immediately. That happened over time. I need you to release this over your life. Say, my altitude's increasing because my attitude is improving. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17, let's look at it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, stop. It doesn't say if anyone is a Christian. So I want to go further here because surely that's a level of it, right? When I give my life to Jesus Christ, then I I am now beginning to be in Christ. But I want to ask you a deeper question because the word in here means fully taken by. So here's my question. Who are you into? What are you into? Because watch me, watch me. What affects your attitude most is the nouns you're around. Mm. And that explains why certain areas of your life begin to get into decline. Because you're not in Christ, you're in your mama. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You're not in Christ, you're in your daddy. You're not in Christ, you're in your generational stuff. You're not in Christ, you're in your friends. You're not in Christ, you're in your past. And I need everybody under the sound of my voice to holler this, "I'm I'm in Christ. What are you in? you off into what are you into because some of you are into this 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 foolery that says watch this you have this entitled mentality and, and so you got this constant thing where you're talking about you 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 live in your truth but your truth is not God's truth and if your truth isn't God's truth you're gonna have some trouble are y'all hear what I'm saying It says he is a new creation if he is in Christ. Say in Christ. Christ. So what are you into? Because watch me. If you're not in Christ, if you're into another noun, that explains why certain areas are in decline. Because the areas God has, those are improving. The areas you have, those are declining. But here's what I love about God. As God doesn't take sides, he takes over. So eventually he'll say, if you don't give me all of it, you take all of it. And I need somebody in this place today to be honest. that there's some areas of your life, you ain't been in Christ, you've been in YouTube. Let's talk. You ain't been in Christ, you've been on Netflix. Let's talk. You ain't been in Christ, you've been on social media. Let's talk. If you know that's you, but from this day forward, you're determined you're going to be in Christ. Just give God three seconds of worship. Go. Three. Two. Come on, in this building and online. One. Say, Lord, I'm in you. So let's look. He says he is a new creation. So things are made new when I'm in Christ in that area. Any area that I'm not in Christ, that remains old and in decline. Did you catch that? So now you can do an assessment of your life to see what God really has charge over. Because he can be your Savior but not be your Lord. And this here verse is talking about him being your Lord. See, Savior means I'm saved, I'm not going to hell. Sure, but you have areas of your life that are on fire literally in hell. Because he says, I don't have those areas. I don't have your marriage, you do. I don't have your self-esteem, you do. <laughs> Come on, let's start, let's start. I don't have your finances, you do. And so he says, since I don't have it, you do whatever it is that you wanna do with it because I'm not gonna fight you to lead you. Leadership lesson, never fight somebody to lead them. It's a sign they don't trust themselves. You can never give to somebody else what you don't give to you. So this is the reason why some people are so difficult to lead. It's because they don't trust themselves. you got to release them from the, watch this, the burden of being, watch this, of being better. <laughs> Play that one back on your way home. You got it? Now, now look, look, look. He's a new Christian. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If I am in Christ. Say, I want new. Say it like you mean to say, I want new. new. You sit next to somebody that's about to see all things. Your family's about to look new. Let me help some of y'all. That's why he had to tear it up the way it was. Because sometimes it can't be made new until he tears up the old. And for some of you, the family drama you've been going through is God ripping up what he wants. God says I'm done with what it was cuz I'm about to make it brand new. If it's about to go down, would you slap somebody a high five? Say he's about to make it new. You can't you can't drive a new car and your old car at the same time, so you're going to have to give one of them up. You ready? So the Bible tells us the type of new attitude we should have. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and we're only going to look at a couple of verses, but the way we're about to break these verses down, we're about to go. You all ready? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13. Here's what it says. When I shut up the heavens, so this is God speaking, so that there is no rain. Stop. What's the significance of rain? The Bible is an agricultural society, so when he's writing to them, he writes in agricultural terms. Most of us today are not, so I've got to make it contemporize it for you and I. Rain represents, watch this, watering what was planted. Stop. You can never have growth for a seed you haven't sown. You've got to stop expecting what you haven't put out. See, in the kingdom of God, whatever I want, I give first. See, some of y'all I just waiting on loyal friends. You're not one. I'm going to need you to do that first. I'm just, y'all ain't going to talk to me. I'm just want somebody that's going to check me. Watch this. You're uncheckable. Hmm? So whatever I want, I give first. All right? So, so rain represents, watch this, watering the seed that was already there. Notice he doesn't say seed because the inference is that I've already sown what I want to see. And for some of you, watch this. You've got to check out, watch this, because your attitude is you expect without sowing. So there's the first issue with your attitude is you're in expectation of something you don't do. You want somebody with good credit. How's yours? You want somebody to be dedicated to you. You're undedicated. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right now, and I don't understand why. See, whatever I want, I've got to sow first. You got that? It's not So here's what we do to God. God, I'm just asking you for this. God says, good, give it. Because your increase is in your release. I need you to come up off of that first. So then watch this. When you sow the little you do have, I'm going to give you the big that you didn't have. And not just money. This is anything. I just want, I just want some loyal p- friends that love me. But you don't. See, the reason I have an expectation that people serve with excellence is because that's what I've sown. I ain't asking for something I'm not done. The reason I have an expectation of loyalty is because that's what I've sown. I'm not asking for something I haven't given. So here's the first thing with your attitude. is Watch this. The rain is only for seed that I've sown. So here's the first question. Are you sowing what you want to see? Here's the next part. He says, if, so that there is no rain. Take this out. That means there's no growth. There's no progress. So God says, whenever you see no growth, no progress, or decline, I need you to now pay close attention. Okay? Somebody say, I need to pay attention now. How many of you, be honest, there's areas of your life where you're not seeing growth, where you're not seeing progress, and that area is seeing decline. Just be honest. Because I'm about to talk about that in a moment. Because, okay. okay because some of y'all couldn't even be honest and I'm looking at some of y'all like I know you got some Samaritan's in the class. It's written all over your face. You didn't have to say a word. And that's the deception of your attitude is your attitude is so arrogant you don't even know what you lack. Ooh, you don't even know what's wrong. Lay your hands on yourself saying, Lord, take my pride and arrogance away. Y'all ready? He says, or command the locusts to devour the land. Locusts in the Bible are Hebrew idiom. What's an idiom? It means it says one thing, but it means another thing, and you'd have to have background knowledge to know what it means. Right? It's kind of like an inside joke. Got it? So locusts are an idiom that means your bad decisions. So look at what he's saying. God says, watch this. So one, if you see no growth, no progress, decline, or your decisions keep creating destruction, delay, and lack. He says, at a certain point, I'm not going to interfere with what you decide. I'm just going to watch it decline. <sighs> Come on, y'all. God says, You grown? Since you told me. So since you're so grown, do what you want. Can I tell you what hell is? Here's hell. Romans chapter 1. Lead that verse up. Lead that that verse up. Here's Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 says that hell is when God gives you over to your own reprobate or debased mind. Hell is when God says you can really do whatever you want. Watch this. How do you know God still loves you? It's because he still checks you. How do you know God hasn't given up on you? It's because when you're thinking about doing something wrong, he'll step in and say, now you know better than this, not to condemn you, but watch this, to convict you. What's the difference? Condemnation says you're so low. Conviction says you're so much better than this. So let's look. Let's look. He says, if I let your decisions keep creating destruction, delay your life, he says, I'm going to let them devour your land. He says, I'm going to let your bad decisions devour what you built. Got it? Or send pestilence among my people. So here's pestilence. Y'all ready? Repeated and chronic physical ailments. Let's talk. Let's talk. Repeated and chronic physical ailments. And this is deep. You ready? Uh, I guess four of y'all are ready. The rest of y'all are like, this is too much. Y'all ready? I... This is too much already, Bishop. Let's just stop and give God glory. Y'all ready? God says, God says, God says, your attitude, you ready? Your attitude can get to a certain point to where it creates repeated and chronic physical ailments. He says the reason you're dealing with that is because your attitude opened the gateway. And it's repeated and it's chronic, and watch this, but it's preventable. But your attitude opened the alleyway. And deals that go down in alleys ain't good deals. (laughs) Y'all still here? So, look, there's decline, your decisions create destruction, or you have repeated and chronic physical ailments. All of these things simply add up to this. Your altitude is declining. Can I get everybody in the building, everybody in to line and just do this with me? Okay. Now, can you make the sound when we Say, they er. you're like, Mister, that's corny. You're going to remember it. So when you feel a bad attitude coming on this week, you'll be like, Mm-mm, no. you're going to be like, nah, I'm going up. I'm going up. Over you're going to remember it. My job is to make sure you get it. The job of a shepherd is to chop this food up and make sure you can receive it. All right. So let's go. All right. Look, look what he says. If my people, next part of the verse so God says when you see your life in decline or any area of your life in decline watch the remedy if my people I'm gonna stop right here because the issue many people have is honesty I asked a moment ago how many of you, know you got areas of your life that in decline you want to come up and some of you are like no everything is wonderful but you was in the prayer line 15 minutes ago. Can I be honest with you? Christians are some of the biggest liars about their own life. Y'all ain't liking it, but it's true. Christians will sit up and just lie. Oh God, don't get me started. I need y'all to say amen because I can take that down a whole nother path. And we'll be preaching a whole nother message. Please just say amen to that. Jesus. Because I could take that a whole nother route. God, keep my tongue. If my people. I'm not even going to think to fix it if I don't think something's wrong with it. Say honesty. honesty. And many Christians are in denial about their realities. Not because of faith because of delusion I don't want to deal with what it is so I pretend it's not that but you can't come out of a nosedive if you don't first admit the plane is going in the wrong direction some marriages would get fixed if y'all would be honest that this broken some family relationships will get fixed if you'd be honest that something is wrong with it. The issue is, is watch this. Y'all got unresolved issues from when y'all were two and three. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Say, Lord make me, Lord, make me honest. If my people, which means I got to be honest about the reality. Some of y'all got to be honest about the fact you will lie. Instead, you call it alternative facts. Listen to me. I don't care what network calls it. I'm here to tell you, a lie is a lie is a lie, and a half lie is a whole lie. Lie, you're lying. Please, Lord, keep my tongue. Well, we just have a different view. You can't have a different view about facts. But watch this. Well, it's easy to criticize others. And ladies, let me have a compact with a mirror in it, please. a Compact with a mirror. I know y'all got makeup over there. Come on, somebody give me a compact. Thank you. Compact with a mirror. Here we go. Right here. Right here. For two hundred. Well, I got two of them. This good. No, that's good. Let me have both of them. Both of them. I'll open that up for me, would you? It's gonna take me fifteen minutes to get this open. See, taking him fifteen minutes to get it up. <laughs> You got it. All right, good. <laughs> see, look. Y'all ready? Here's honesty. See, it's easy to look at you. You know the only thing in this room I can't see right now? is me. Well, I can look over there. But even then, I don't see my face. Look, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. So here's honesty about your attitude. And whenever, look at me, whenever God has to fight through your denial, he sends multiple mirrors. But what do you mean multiple mirrors? See, your kids, for some of y'all, are your mirror. Your spouse, for some of y'all, are your mirror. Y'all, your boss, for some of y'all, is your mirror. God says, you're in so much denial, you need 360 mirrors. I need you, everywhere you look, I need you to see you. Say, Lord, make me honest. Come on, let's move. So here's, here's Christianity. I'm not denying reality. I'm just denying it has to stay that way. I'm not even denying my emotions. I just deny they have to stay that way. I'm not denying my mess. I'm just denying it has to stay that way. That's Christian honesty. Say honesty. But if you're not honest about the fact that the plane is on a decline, and here's the thing. One area can be doing this. Another area can be doing this. And here's what we do as Christians. You take the average. <laughs> and God is like, mm I need you to deal with this, what we're talking about today. This is this, this what we're talking about today. So today, we're talking about this today. Because I'm making you new. And to make you new, that means i got to make every area new. Could you imagine if you went to purchase a new car and they gave you an old engine? But watch this. But wanted to charge you the full new car price. You'd say, you must be whatever your neighbor just said. Because in your mind, watch this, it doesn't matter to me that the computer's new if the engine's old. It doesn't matter that the leather's new if the engine's old. So here's what God does. God is like, I know you don't want to deal with what's under the hood, but if I don't deal with it, all you have is a new car with new leather and a bad engine. And God ain't gonna let you embarrass him. Come on. God, watch this, watch this. God loves you too much to let certain areas of your life be in decline. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, every area of my life is on the incline. I, I gotta finish. I gotta finish. So watch this. Who are called by my name but humble themselves. So, so so watch this. So here's the first part of our attitude: honesty. You have to be honest. Even if that honesty means you screwed up. We live in a generation now where people won't even admit they messed up. We have video evidence here of you messing up. I see it differently. I tell you how I see it. <laughs> Say Lord, make me honest. So here's the second thing. Humility. now humility is an interesting because many people will say they're humble let me help you know you're not humble if you have to tell people you're humble Moses did this Moses like now the man Moses was more humble than any man on the face of the planet he writes this about himself in the book of Numbers he says I'm more humble than any man on the planet and the Lord was like this is why you ain't going in ooh stop he said, Moses, I love you, but your attitude is so arrogant, I'm not letting you go into the land you worked for. And I don't know about you, I'll be doggone if I live my whole life and not possess what God has promised. Yeah. Everybody in the building, everybody online, holler and say, I'm taking it over. I over. Does that mean what I'm supposed to receive, I intend to receive. And I refuse to be the reason he tells me no. Oh say humility. humility. So here's humility. You don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. It doesn't mean that you don't think highly of yourself. It just doesn't mean that you don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. What's the attitude of humility? I'm a student. Which means whenever I'm in an environment where there's a teacher, watch this, I shut up. And we don't live in that generation. Ooh, but it's Bible. And the song says, I know the Bible is right. Y'all don't know it. Two of y'all know it. All right? So here's the deal. When I'm in an environment with a teacher, I don't go into the teacher could you imagine going into class? And some of y'all got classes. Anybody in school, college, high school, anything? Okay. You got that person in class who always, always got the answer to everything, yet knows nothing. So, y'all in history class and they want to raise their hand and tell their little history that they didn't see on YouTube. <laughs> right? So, so here's the deal. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Humility says, I'm a student. Release this over your life. Say, I'm a student. I'm a student. So God will place you in an environments where you are not in charge so that you learn to be humble. He will place you in environments where you're not the big man on campus. You're not the big girl on campus where you're not the uh, head person in charge. So that you can be a student. And watch this if your attitude is, watch this, well, I'm here to teach, but that's not what you were brought in for. What's gonna happen is you're gonna win, you're gonna win unemployment. You win! You don't work anymore no since you wanna teach. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need y'all to stay with me. Say, Lord, make me humble. Lord, make me humble. Ooh. Now, here's the deal you can do it or he can do it. You doing it just says, okay, Lord, let just listen, teach me, teach me. Uh, Tina Turner them had a song said, make me over, <laughs> make me nice. And when I'm done, oh, I want to do it right. Let's move. Right, sis? Here's humility. I don't have to think bad about you to feel, bad, to feel good about me. Would you just look at somebody and say, I don't have to feel bad about you to feel good about me. We live in a culture where the only way people feel good about themselves is if they're tearing other people down. And unfortunately, it comes from the highest offices in the land here where the only way you feel good about yourself is you got to tweet bad about somebody else. Oh, but I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, I believe in you. You're not great because you can talk bad about other people because you can tear other people down. What makes you great is your ability to build other people up. That's humility. Humility says, watch this, humility says, I'm not trying to fix you, I'm trying to deal with me. And if I happen to see something with you that I think needs fixing, watch this, I'm gonna pray. And if it's grossly negligent, I might say something, but as I say something, I'm not saying it from a judgmental standpoint, I'm saying it to say, look, You may not know how this looks. I'm trying to help. I know I got my own. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Okay. He is quiet in this church. Okay, let's finish it. Let's finish it. Let's finish it. And pray. So what happened? Their altitude started declining because their attitude was panic over prayer. They stop praying. So things are in decline, and they stop praying. And can we be honest? When you stop praying, all of a sudden you become desensitized to what's right and to what's not. When you stop praying, you you just, can we be honest now, 15? Can we be honest online? Let's tell the truth. When you stop praying, all of a sudden, wrong looks right. And you're like, you know, I just, you know, I don't really see nothing wrong with it. I don't see nothing wrong. You need to. That doesn't bother me. Maybe it should. Maybe the problem with your attitude is that what should bother you doesn't bother you. Say, Lord, give me passion to pray. I pray that when you leave this building, your passion to pray is on fire. I pray that when you get off of this stream, your passion to pray is on fire. (laughs) Kind of get everybody to lift your hands in this building online and Say, Lord, give me a passion to pray so that I do not panic. panic. (laughs) Because here's what they're doing. So they're in decline. And think of a plane. So they're in decline and they're running, trying to hurry up and get the plane together. They're on decline. They're trying, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Nobody prayed. Here's how it works, guys. When your attitude's wrong, you will go to natural before you go to spiritual. I said it. When our attitude is wrong, we go natural before we go spiritual. So you ain't prayed, you just cussing. And let's tell the truth. I understand. But we got to be spiritual first. Because there's certain things, there's certain times when when I prayed, the Lord said, "Mm -mm, don't say nothing. I said, sir, this grossly... He said, "Mm -mm, I'm about to handle that for you. Y'all didn't hear me. He said, I'm about to handle that for you. So if you get involved, you're going to get in my way. There's certain things God will say, shh, don't say nothing, because it's about to go down. I'm about to handle it, and I don't need you getting in my way. Y'all ready? All right, let's finish it. Say, Lord, fix my attitude. attitude. Let's fix that prayer. Say, Lord, give me the grace to fix my own attitude. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And seek, here's the next question. So your attitude gets off when your seek is off. What are you seeking? I know what you're seeking because of who you talk to. I know what you're seeking because of the content of your conversation. I know what you're seeking, watch this, because of the deceitfulness of your deeds. Mm. It's easy to see what you seek because of how you, because of what you do, how we move. Remember, attitude is how we do what we do. It's, it's reflected in our behavior. What are you seeking? If you're seeking to be worshiped, then watch this. Every conversation you have with anybody always pits you as the person being done wrong. Here's how the conversations go. So-and-so did this, 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 and this, and I just don't know why they would do me like that. I'm a good person. I, I saw a uh, fall from grace on yesterday. And I started to change the whole message. Because unfortunately, I saw some of y'all in it. Um, let me pass through you for a minute. Um, it's a movie, and I, <laughs> I understand some people criticizing different things about the movie. I love it, but y- you watch what you want to watch. It's your Netflix subscription. Um, so it's a Tyler Perry movie, and the movie is about this woman. And this woman touched the neighbor and Bishop, we're going somewhere and I'm getting ready to close. Um, and so, listen, so it's about this woman and uh, she, she's, uh, uh, she's a bit more mature. Uh, and, uh, see how I clean that up? Yeah. She's a bit more mature and, and she, meets, she meets this young dude. Got it? And she meets this young dude and her friend, watch well, me, who she thinks is her friend. Ooh, ooh, I pray this year you don't get played. Say, Lord, show me who's really for me. Because you might be chasing one of your friends to stop serving and they messing you up. You might be chasing one of your friends to not do right by God and they about to mess you up. So, she's with who, who, thinks, who she thinks is her friend. I said I wasn't going to preach it, but I'm going to preach it. Who she thinks is her friend. And so, and somebody like, Bishop, you're going to spoil it for me. No, I won't. Um, you'll be all right. <laughs> and so, uh, see, if your attitude is, the movie is spoiled. Right? <laughs> Fix your attitude. <laughs> so, see, he's got this girl who thinks he's a friend. And, and so she's like, you need to get out the house. Ooh, God, there's so many layers I can <laughs> preach. You need to get out the house. You need to go meet you somebody. Hear me? If you're miserable about yourself, all you're going to do is make somebody else miserable. <laughs> This is why you can be married and still feel alone. Let's talk. Because, because misery, watch this, doesn't leave because of the presence of another person. That's said Happiness is an inside job. So, so she says, You need to go meet the guy. So she's going to meet the guy, and she meets the guy, and she meets the guy. Meets the guy it's this uh, younger guy. She's a little bit more mature. Rawr, she's a little bit more mature. And... <laughs> she got a cougar spirit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And so she meets this young dude, and when she meets this young dude, when she meets this younger dude, you know, he says all the right things. He says all the right things. He does all the right things. Watch me. And she makes permanent decisions about this man within the first three months of knowing this man. And in the first three months of knowing somebody, you don't know somebody. You know the representative. That's why our next month series is Love and Blank, because we're going to deal with relationships and love and dating and marriage and sex and all of that. But here's the deal. So she makes a decision. She makes a permanent decision about a man from a temporary place of knowing it within the first three months. And so watch this. In one of the lines, there's a scene in the church. Got it? Because she she went to church. Watch this. She used to be faithful to church until she met him. She used to be faithful to God until she met him. And anybody, watch this, that pulls you away from God, you better hear me, is the devil. You sitting here praying, Lord, give me wisdom. Baby, it's right in front of your face. But when your attitude's wrong, you don't want to see what's right there. So, so in church, in, in the line she says, "Well, I know he didn't really enjoy church, but you know he came anyhow. Baby, how, so the exchange you're going to make is you don't love my God, but you make me feel good, so I'm going to go with you. That's why she got, what she got. And I don't know who this is for because I didn't plan on talking about this, but would you just touch your neighbor and say, God's not letting you fall this year. It's about yeah, because some of y'all evidently got caught up with some people, caught up with some stuff, and the whole message is changing it just for you. So, so, so there's the deal. And then, and then gets to the do, gets married to the dude. Got it? She gets married to the dude, she gets married to the dude after three months of knowing the dude. That's too fast, darling. You don't know him, darling. You don't know her, Bobby. It's just random names. So, so, so watch me. So, so they get married. And then watch this. And once they get married, all of a sudden, things change. Because see, all the enemy wants to do is get you far enough away from being covered. So that he can come get you. So then she walks downstairs one time. He on the phone. It's middle of the night. She said, who you on the phone with? He says to her, I don't like being checked up on. Let me just tell you, me in that situation? Let me tell you how this movie goes. Understood. Hey, Eric, yeah, go and drop them papers, it's over. Uh, Can't keep what don't wanna be kept, so y'all pray for me some of y'all just give me what about grace and mercy uh-uh there's certain things that are grossly negligent i have grace and mercy i love you but i love me enough to know that that behavior ain't gonna work for me so let's just save each other the drama let's just save each other the mess i got to go and i don't know who i'm talking to but some of y'all keep giving people the benefit of the doubt that don't bring no benefit touch your neighbor and say not in 2020. touch somebody else say not in 2020. I ain't giving you no benefit of the doubt. You don't bring no benefit. Make a long story short, he gets a, I'm going to say it like this, I don't spoil it. He takes all her money and now she on trial for his murder and didn't even kill him. It's a whole situation. Why? Because her attitude was, I'm going to pick this over God. I'm doing the best I can. So question is, what are you seeking? That's the question. What are you seeking? What are you seeking? What are you seeking? seeking? Because watch this. When you're on seek of something, you will ignore other things. So you got to make sure you're seeking the right thing. Declare this over your life. Say, Lord, make my seek right in this new decade. Then here it is. And seek my face. Stop. If you grew up in church, you quoted this verse and you didn't often know what you were referring to. Because people, I just want to see the face of Jesus. Oh, I just want to run into his arms and see his face. Come on, brother. Let's go see Jesus' face. Bible says no man has seen the Lord and lived. Okay? So, so let's deal with this. Face here. In Hebrew means his attitude <gasps> he says seek my attitude Ooh, you better get it seek my countenance he says see it the way I see it hear it the way I hear it talk the way I talk perceive it the way I perceive it say Lord I seek your face which is your attitude hey come on y'all say it again say Lord I seek your attitude In everything that I do. Let's finish it. And turn from their wicked ways. You ready? He says, when you seek me and my attitude, it should make you turn from your ways. Let's define wicked, wicked, evil. Evil. (laughs) Let's define ways. Your methods. Wow. Because your methods reveal your attitude. Your plans. Your plans reveal your attitude. You ready? He says, turn from your wicked methods and plans. Y'all ready? God says, I need my people to recognize when there's decline, and then I need them to realize it's because of them. And I need them to realize to start solving the problem. It starts with their attitude. Say it's starting in my seat. Listen to me. You are not in 2019. You are not in your last decade. You are not a failure. You're not a mistake. You're not a screw-up. You're not a throwaway. You're not a reject. You're not unaffirmed. You're not any of those things, but if your attitude says you are, you'll live that way. Y'all ready? Let's close this thing together. And I'm finally getting ready to close. Look, He says, when you seek me, I need you to turn from you. Seek my attitude, turn from yours. Seek my attitude, turn from yours. Seek my attitude, turn from yours. Here's what that means. I got to give up the comfort of using my attitude as a crutch. Got it? Because your attitude is an area of comfort for us. Let's tell the truth, y'all. Our attitude is an area of comfort. Got it? If, if you walk around with a negative attitude, the truth be told, that's your security blanket. Can we have, let me have that, whatever that is, a coat or a shawl or prayer garment or whatever this is, hoodie. All right. Y'all remember, what's the cartoon? Charlie Brown, Peanuts. All oh, the millennials are like, I'm not familiar. Is that on, <laughs> is that on Amazon Prime? I don't know. Not familiar with this. Here, <laughs> ready? Let's go, y'all. So, you will carry around your attitude because it's comfort. I just don't know why nobody understands me. It makes you feel comfortable. Feeling misunderstood makes you feel comfortable. Hey, people just don't understand and respect my anointing. What anointing, boo? Because
1: hmm?
0: hmm? the, anointing, the anointing is a grace that makes it easy. You're making it hard. <laughs> so. Say, Lord, I loose my ways. Which means I'm, I'm going after his attitude, so I leave mine over here. And I'm not going to fight him to go get my old attitude. Song says, I got a new attitude. So here's the last line. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin. And heal their land. Remember, agricultural society. So, what does land mean? Life. God says, "I'm going to heal or take the areas of your life that have been in decline, and I'm going to put them in incline." And it starts with your attitude. So, let's have an attitude adjustment. Can I get everybody in the building to stand? Everybody online, if you can't stand, stand. Everybody in the building, stand. Everybody online, if you can't stand, stand. If you're driving, don't stand up. I don't need you emailing the church. How much you got in the car accident? We got to pray for the Lord to bring you back. Can I get everybody in the building and lift your hands? Say, Lord, I loose my old attitude. And I leave it in this building. Say, matter of fact, I leave it in the past. Say, I seek your attitude. Humility. Honesty. I seek your attitude. You're a problem solver. I seek your attitude. It may be this way, but it doesn't have to stay this way. Can I get everybody in the building to give God 15 seconds of worship? Come on.
1: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.